In medical school, the real lessons come at the bedside, and the most important of those come not from residents or attending physicians, but from patients themselves. Hi, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to AMSA AdLib. First up on this episode of AMSA AdLib, we'll hear from medical students about lessons that they've learned from patients and other life experiences outside the classroom or even off the wards. My name is Pavithra Krishnamani, and I'm a first-year medical student at Thomas Jefferson University. So the first time I took a blood pressure on a patient, um, it was this elderly Nepali-speaking gentleman who walks into the refugee-free clinic. And I'm sitting there fumbling with the sphygmomanometer, basically trying to put it around his arm. Um, and he moves his arm over slightly and asks me if that would make my experience trying to put it on him a little bit more comfortable. And when the translator translates this, of course, I turn beet red. I mean, here I am, first year medical student, supposed to be helping this gentleman at this free clinic. And I realized that as a medical student, even at a free clinic, it's probably not safe to assume that I'm helping anyone because the patient is probably helping me way more. Hi, my name is Josh Weinstock. I'm a third year at Cooper Medical School of Rowan University in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, well, I think one important lesson that has always stayed with me um, is sort of to never lose your sense of empathy for patients. I think, you know, the more patients you see as you continue on in your medical education, um, you know, you start to see more and more patients and um, there's a trend, <clears throat> a very unfortunate trend in medical education. I think that some people have, it's been reported in the literature, um, that unfortunately a lot of people's uh, empathy, empathy in medicine uh, declines. Um, I think it's maybe related to burnout and, you know, things like that. But for me, it's always important to, you know, remember that, you know, no matter who you're working with, that it's, it's a human being on the other um, and receiving your care that you're, you know, responsible for and uh, to always try as much as possible to relate to their experiences, what they're going through, um, and um, just, you know, be mindful of that. Um, I think that's something that I've always tried to do, and I think that patients really appreciate that. Hi, I'm Ramona Mittal. I'm a first-year medical student at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. So as I was doing my MBA, I was required to do an internship in an administrative field within healthcare. And while doing this internship, my task was basically to figure out why several of the pediatric clinics located in Lubbock, Texas, were performing lower than some of the other clinics. And so part of my task was to go in and actually observe the clinics and observe the physicians and nurses and the medical staff and see what was really going on. And at one of the clinics, I had this really interesting experience. One of the physicians had just finished introducing me as Um, a future medical student and that I would be starting within a few months and really just showing me the ins and outs of, you know, this is what a physician's life is like and this is what it's like to be a pediatrician in in particular and really just interacting with patients and bringing that human level to medicine. 
So as I was walking out, the patient pulled me aside and really thanked me as a future physician and even the physician present and really said, you know, like, um, I'm really appreciative of everything you've done and you've been a huge support in my family just with all the medical issues we face. And the biggest lesson that she told me was to never underestimate the power of a miracle. And for me, that didn't mean much, I guess, at that time. But now that I'm almost finishing up my first year, it means so much after going to countless hours at the free clinic and just observing a lot of people who really need the healthcare. It's really interesting to see how much just a small remark and a miracle can go a long way. And I think it's something that I really took to heart was, you know, as a future physician, there's only so much we can control, but a lot of it really is up to whatever happens and whatever is going to happen is going to happen. My name is Gregory Jomek. I'm at the University of New Mexico School of Medicine. I'm finishing my first year and I'm the medical education chair. So I learned a great lesson from a patient, um, or actually it was a, a day full of patients, that um, the even in primary care where you where you get the feeling like things can get monotonous, there it's truly not if you care and want to understand the people you treat. Uh, so an example is the, the patients who on paper may seem like they could be dragging their feet in cha- making lifestyle changes or taking the medications you prescribe them as you prescribed and instructed them to take them. Everyone will surprise you by the kinds of efforts they put in or not put in. And every time you see them is a new opportunity to revisit what may be going wrong and or what's going right. And um, so when you walk into a room with assumptions about a patient, they will always knock you down on your butt and remind you that you you can't make those assumptions about them. And you'll often be pleasantly surprised um, if you walk in with an open mind. This is Rachel again. The opportunity to learn from patients like Pavitra, Josh, Greg, and Ramona described can't be taken for granted. Here are some thoughts from Ilya Runyon recorded in the middle of her intern year about the pressure of patient volume and critical procedure. I'm Alia Runyon. I'm the current graduate trustee um, at AMSA, and I went to the University of Miami um, School of Medicine. And I've held national leadership positions throughout medical school, stayed on for two years as the education research fellow after I graduated, and then just recently applied and started my intern year this past uh, July. Um, And I'm at Wayne State University Detroit Medical Center. When you are so incredibly busy, the way the way our training is set up is unfortunate because you get to the point where you are doing things in a rote manner and you are in a lot of ways I mean obviously you're paying attention to details and you're seeing the patient and you're doing the best for them but at the same time you know not every experience feels like the impactful moment that it probably is and when you're seeing you know 50 patients a day you don't feel that in the when you're doing it. It just feels like something that has to be done. Like I have to go down to the OR 
and take my patient's history and consent them before I take them to surgery. And that becomes like a thing that you do. It doesn't, they're about to, you know, and I, again, I try to be cognizant of these things, but if you actually reflect on it, they're about to go through one of probably the most scary experiences of their life. They're being put to sleep. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if we'll be able to remove their ovarian cyst. They don't know if they, for instance, have cancer. They don't know if we'll be able to get all the cancer. They don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, this is a moment of great impact. But I'm down there writing things on a piece of paper and saying my risks and benefits of the procedure speech and that's something I do every day. So it's that balance of what you have to do to get through the day and be and the technicalities of being a doctor versus what that actually means to each person and what it should mean to me as the physician. I mean, I'm going in and I'm cutting them open and that's not something that should become wrote. It should never be that way. AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. The interviews for the first segment of today's episode were produced by me, Rachel Glassford. Again, special thanks to the participants at AMSA's Building on Foundations leadership meeting for their help. In the second segment, Dr. Ilya Runyon spoke with Perry Sai. We'll hear more of their conversation soon on AMSA AdLib. This episode was edited by Pete Thompson with help from Rachel Glassford. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer. Share with us lessons patients have taught you. Email us at adlib at amsa.org or even record your story for us using your iPhone's voice memos app or an app like Easy Voice Recorder on Android. Email the recording to adlib at amsa.org as well. That's A-D-L-I-B at A-M-S-A dot O-R-G. Thank you for listening. Today's final thought concerns privacy. I like don't tell people this stuff. Now you're telling it to anyone who downloads this podcast potentially. (laughs)